Mitä pelataan podcast? My favorite games of all time that I own. 2020 edition. Introductory episode. So here we are. Finally. <laughs> uh, I made my previous list of top games that I own in August of 2018 and for this list I waited until I have 810 games played and that happened in last December, December of 2019 but I had a few games left that I wanted to play because I thought that they might go to the list and then spring happened if you don't know what happened in spring of 2020 there was certain coronavirus and such stuff and everything got a bit delayed at least in many people's lives and so on so i finally compiled the list in april or may of 2020 and i noticed that i had played over 900 different games so i made it a bit again not from the very beginning but i just adjusted the placements of some games and also changed some guidelines what goes to the list and what doesn't go to the list and so on and now it is top 90 no not not top 81 like last time this time it's top 90 basically it's 10% of the games that i've played a bit less but about 10% um I included games that I've played once, but some games that I haven't played for a long time, I just excluded from the list. And in the list, the positions 90 to 82 are games that I have played last time, almost three years ago, and I took them off the list and replaced them with some new ones. They were somewhere around the list, but I just took them to the last nine spots. They would be higher, but I probably need to play them <laughs> soon. Not soon, but before I am certain that I will keep them in the list. There are some games that I have played that long ago, last time, but I've played them so many times that I know how they are and I like them. But these ones I haven't played that many times that I'm certain that they belong to the list if they don't get to the table. Also for this list I thought that it might be interesting to make some kind of a comparison of my tastes to other people who have made top lists. Mostly top 50s, but one is a top 100 list and one is top 40. So I thought that I asked the people who I follow, whose podcasts I listen to or who I think that share a taste with me. And I asked for the lists from Kellen in Board Game Barrage. Then I asked from the guys at Punchboard Paradise. And I asked from Mike Delisio from Sporadically Board. And Dice Tower nowadays also, but from the podcast mainly. I listened to him there. And then I found lists from Blueback Pinkback from the Board Game Geek Guild. And it was somehow easy to collect from there and they seem to have updated it 
in 2019, so it's quite valid. Also, uh, Jonas Colet had put the list for heavy cardboard to their guild in Board Game Geek. So I got Edwards and Chess's top 50 lists. And then I also asked Luke Hector, who sent a very detailed Excel file to me in my email with more information than I need, and it was his newest top 100 list. Uh, Mike Delicio sent me a list in Twitter. It's probably the list that he had in the Dice Tower top 100 lists. And it's fine because it's the newest that is public. It doesn't need to be updated. Kellen didn't give me anything from Boardgamebara, so I had to go and copy-paste them from their webpage, then at a time, and clean them. And for Punchboard Paradise, I asked them in Instagram. I think Chad is responsible for the Instagram, and he sent them on paper, basically literally written on paper as pictures he sent them but that's good so all in all i have 14 lists to compare to and let's see what do you think who will be the most close in taste to me take a guess so as these lists are uh, different size for Mike it's top 40 so I used the multiplier so that it would demonstrate a list of 50 games so I multiplied his choices by 1.2 so it would be closer to correct and for Luke his list varies his games from 51 to 100 are not matching to mine at all uh, his 1 to 50 are matching more. So I took his 1 to 50, like for everyone else as well. So how I did this was that I'm comparing that to these guys, what they have in their top 50. And then I also marked what are good games, in my opinion, in their lists. And then I marked which ones I haven't played and which are interesting to me among the ones that I haven't played. And then I rated all of them. And then I made a percentage match for the person to mine, where I combined the games that we both share in our top lists, the good games that they have on the list, and the games that are interesting to me among the ones that I haven't played. If we begin from the lowest ones, the lowest match to me is Kellen from Board Game Barrage. His taste is basically crap. No, not really. He's, he has a match score of 48%, so, so it's not really good. And the second one that is least similar to mine is Jeremy from Blueback Pinkback. Also, Christina is not very similar to me in taste. Jeremy and Kellen only had five games same games as I did in the list and Christina didn't have anything interesting that I haven't played in her list but she had nine games that we share on the list then Mike Delicio had 
six games that we share, but with the multiplier it's 7.5. And he was the next least <laughs> matching with me. But he had lots of games on his list that I hadn't played, that I haven't played, that are interesting to me. So his matching percent is 60% to me in the taste. Next one at 60% is Richie from Punchboard Paradise. And he had 18 games on the list that I also have. But he didn't have any good games that I had played on his list. So that's what, what brings him down. And also amongst the ones that I didn't play from his list, there are only four interesting ones. And Neilan from Board Game Paras had 12 games, same as I do in the list. Uh, but he had 18 good games in the list that I don't have in the list, but I think are good. He had the least interesting games that I hadn't played. He had only three that interest me. But it still gives him a 66% match with me. Next one is Rob from Blueback Pingback. He had 15 same games as I did on the list. And 13 good games. And also 6 games that I haven't played that are interesting to me. Uh, Luke Hector matches him with the 68% score. He has 12 games same as I do in the list and 12 games that are good in my opinion. Also he has 10 games that I want to play that I haven't played. And some of those games I have in the shelf I just didn't get them played. Next one is the highest one from the board game barrage. Obviously, Mark has the best taste amongst them in games. Although he only has 9 same games with me on the list, but he has 15 that are good games. And he has 11 games that I haven't played, but are very interesting to me. So he has a score of 70%. Chad from Punchboard Paradise has 72% score. He has 19 same games as I do on the list and 7 good games and also 10 games that I would like to play that I haven't played from his list. Then at 74% both Chess and Edward from Heavy Cardboard. I would rank Edward higher because Edward has 15 games same as I do on my list and Chess has 9. Uh, Chess has 11 good games on top of that and Edward has 7. But Chess had 29 games on her list that I haven't played. And 17 out of those were interesting to me that I think that I would really like. Uh, Edward had 26 games on the list that I didn't play earlier and 15 of those I was interested in. So they both have 74% score. And we have two left. We have Clef from One Spot Paradise and then we have Patrick the... Bableus Emeritus from Blueback Pinkback. He's retired from the podcast for now. He will come back. I hope. And he will. Which one do you think is more match to my taste? Clef has 23 games, same as I do, on the list. And 12 good games. So that's a total of 35 games out of his 50 that are good in my opinion or are in my list. Patrick has 24 same games that, as I do on the list and 14 good games. So that is 
38 out of 50 on his list that I think are cool. Both of them have almost more games on the list than all the others combined on the list and what I'm interested in. Clef, I only had 8 games on his list that I didn't play and on Patrick's list that I had 9 games that I didn't play earlier. And amongst those, Clef had 6 interesting games and Patrick had 8 interesting games. So Clef's score is 82% and Patrick is a whooping 92%. So only 4 games on Patrick's list that either don't interest me or I don't consider good games. That is ridiculous percent. 92 is absurd actually. I should play with Patrick all the time, <laughs> everywhere, and that would actually be cool. It's interesting, I don't know if it's interesting for you, but for me it was really interesting to compare these lists and see what the tastes of the people are. So it's also good because now I know that if Patrick likes a game or Clef likes a game, I probably will like the game. Also same for Chad and Richie and Neilan and Rob, they all have more than 50% uh, of the games, I mean more than 25 games on their list that I consider good in their 50, so there's more than 50% chance of me liking it. And for the games that I might be interested in, I'm very, very eager to see what Edward and Chess and Mike Delisio have on their list that I haven't played. Also Luke Hector and Mark from Board Game Barras because they have lots of interesting games on their lists. Then for <laughs> Christina Jeremy and Kellen, uh, you're under 50% in both. But Jeremy seems to have, according to the podcasts when I listen and how he speaks about the games, he seems to have similar taste than, than I do. Christina likes lighter games and Kellen is just strange. He likes very strange games. I think he likes two light games for me. So anyway, if you want to know more about my taste as well, maybe you can listen what Patrick and Clef want to play. And you can't go much wrong if you do that. If you don't listen to those podcasts, you can relate to Neilan in board game Barras or either one in Heavy Card Podchess or Edward. And Luke is also a good match. Well, good and good, but he hates some games that I like and he likes some games that I hate. But anyway, to each their own. I don't really know. I'm, I apologize if that was so boring for you, but I thought that if you listen to these same guys, and I really suggest that you do, they have good podcasts, and, and li at least they are entertaining, and all of them have something different in them. Blueback, Pinkback, I've listened to them for a very long time, since I found board game podcasts. They and Dice Tower were the first ones that I listened to. And they are still going strong, although they still didn't win the Golden Geek Award. But awards are not everything. Just keep doing what you're doing. 
Although Patrick is not in the show currently, he'll come back, I know. He's the most matching from his tastes to me. Punchpot uh, Paradise, they play very similar games to me and they like similar games to me. As a whole podcast, that's the closest to my taste. And 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 I kind of knew that Clef would be close to mine. They have this bi-weekly draft. I'm really looking forward to those every week and every two weeks because every week I check and then I remember that, oh, it wasn't a draft day. And I'm waiting for Clef to do well in the draft because he really sucks at that, it seems. But they are a good podcast also and they should get more listeners. Heavy Cardboard are not really putting out any podcast episodes for a long time. I haven't really listened to them, but I listened to their top 50 list. It was over three hours, I hope. Mine won't be, but it might be because this will be 10 parts altogether. So it might be even longer. (laughs) Let's see how it goes. Uh, If you like heavy games, you should check them out. Watch their videos or listen to their podcast. Uh, Luke Hector has a Broken Meeple podcast. It's a one-man show. And it's kind of an inspiration to me to try to have a one-man show <laughs> if possible. But he's um, more opinionated than I am. So it probably works better for him than for me. I'm too mellow for, the <laughs> for this stuff. Also, I've listened to Luke since I began listening to podcasts from I think I've listened to him since the first episode he made I think probably then Mike Delisio is from Sporadic Lipod he's there with Dan he's the host and Dan is the co-host of that show or the other way I don't really know maybe they're both hosts or co-hosts um, that show is probably the it's one of the best podcasts at the moment, although they don't really talk about board games. But when they have guests, they are so... I mean, those episodes are really good when there are guests, and they have good guests in the show. And what makes it good is that they are so... They are not pretending to be anything that they are not. They are themselves, and that's what drives them, in my opinion. And that's what makes me listen to it almost every time, immediately when it comes. Then for the board game barrage, um, it's a good podcast. They have really good banter. Their tasting games is not really matching to me, but I listen it, listen to it because of the banter, not because of their knowledge of the board games. And I would suggest you listen it if you like this banter if you're trying to find out some very detailed news about board games maybe that's not your podcast but then again none of these are and shouldn't be because at least for me personally i like podcasts where the discussion is in the center not the information and believe me i've tried many also i chose these podcasts some of them because at least board game barrage and Punchboard Paradise I chose because they began about the same time with me but <laughs> they have so many more listeners than I do and also Board Game Paradise is coming once a week 
Bloodsport Paradise is coming bi-weekly or fortnightly and they are consistent I'm not consistent at all with my episodes because life happens and stuff <laughs> so so I, I can't really keep it up constantly and I have a daughter at that age that if I tell her that you don't come to the room she will definitely come to the room so it's very difficult for me to record at once now she's not here so I can try to record at once but when she understands that <laughs> if I say don't come to the room she doesn't come to the room then I will be more easier recording this and maybe there will be more output on the episode so I'm basically focused on Instagram and mainly reading things and playing things this spring also with the board game Arena and Yukata and even Tabletop Simulator now during the spring so um, before in the next episode we go to the list I will say a bit about the list in general so I don't have to get into detail during the episodes I can just list the games some games that fail from the list are worth mentioning, like uh, Descent. The second edition I had on 7th position about two years ago. Well, one and a half years since I made this list, uh, but two years since this is out. Um, I sold it. It was on 7th place. I really liked the game still with the Road to Legend app. I didn't play it one versus many. I still really like the game, but because I don't own it, it can't be on this list. Because these are the owned games, it's easier to rate them, because I use different ways of evaluating them. Which I will get into after this. Um, I sold it to buy Lord of the Rings Journeys to Middle Earth. That's the only reason I did it. I didn't want Mansions of Madness, I had played it, I have played it enough to know that I don't really need more Tulhu games, but this journeys in Middle Earth is really interesting to me, and so I sold my descent to buy that. Twilight Struggle is a, was on spot 30, I just haven't played it for that many years, and I've only played it once, so it doesn't really belong to the list at the moment. I really like the game, but I should play it again, to know what's the real location of the game. Downforce was number 29. Um, the previous game I had of Downforce fell flat, so it went off the list because of that. I have a game currently on in Board Game Arena, and this game doesn't work turn-based at all. If the game lasts one to two weeks, it is ridiculous. No, you have to play it there, real-time, on one sitting. This doesn't work turn-based. I'm sorry, Board Game Arena, but no. Um... Then Pandemic Legacy, <laughs> it's not getting played, it's long time since I played it, doesn't belong to the list. It was 54, last time I made it, doesn't belong to the list and won't piggyback on the list. Same with Time Stories, haven't played for many years, ended, no need to keep it on the list. It's not a good game if I don't play it. Well, it was a good game, it's not a good game anymore. Sight was on the 60th place. Um, I had the collector's edition from the Kickstarter and I sold it. I got quite good money out of it, almost doubled what I invested, so I sold it. I thought that it's too expensive 
to keep on the shelf compared to the quality of the game and how much I want to play it. It's a good game. It probably would be on this list if I would get to play it more. I know it's a good game and so on, but uh, it wasn't coming off the shelf. There's better games in my opinion to play than sight. And it wasn't worth the value to keep on the shelf. Paddle Lore, number 49, last time. Uh, I also sold that one for the same reason. It wasn't coming off the shelf. We played it with the wife, um, two player, but <laughs> it's a bit same with the, the Twilight Struggle and with many two player games. We just don't play the two player games. We take a Euro game or heavier game or something that is a multiplayer and we play two player. I don't know why, it just went that way since the last time. I looked at the list last time there were Jaipurus and some other Codenames Duet and Seven Wonders Duel and that kind of games on the list that we just don't play anymore. Although they are good games, especially Jaipur is good and that even works in board game arena real time especially very well. It just wasn't coming off the shelf and I got about the same money as I paid for it. So why keep it on the shelf? Someone wanted it so I sold it. I wasn't actively selling it but I saw an ad that someone wants to buy it so I sold it. Pursuit of Happiness also was on the list on the 71st spot. I just sold it. I thought that I won't play it again. I felt like I've seen it enough so I sold it and Neurosima Hex was on 69th place. I sold it because I have the app and a friend of mine wanted to buy it so I sold it. It stays in the city. If I want to play it I can play it if I ask him. So that's that. So out of the 81 for the ease of comparison because last time I had top 81 um, 38 games were there last time, so the remaining 43 are new, new to me games, uh, except three of them I didn't own, they were on a list of top 9 games that I don't own, but now I own them, so they are on this list, so basically 41 are old. And among the 90 games on this list, 49 are old games on the list, on that top 81 list or on the list of games that I don't own. And the remaining 41 games are new. Among those 41, only one is a game that I had played earlier, but it has resented the list because of reasons. The other 40 games are new games to me during this time. And among these new games to me during this time, there are a few that didn't get to the list, but could get to the list. First of them is Kylos, and that is a bit borderline case because I've played it with three people. I have one game going in board game arena at the moment. I think I would need to play it with four a few times to see if it belongs on the list or not. With 3 it was a bit, um, it was very good, but I don't think it was good enough. X-Wing is another one. <laughs> the previous week before we got this corona regulations and such, a friend of mine taught it to me 
and I saw in Philibert that they have the French versions of the game with 75% discount so now I have a plano box or two <laughs> of the miniatures because it was ridiculously cheap to buy them. So that would also be on the list if I had played it more than one time because I would have probably played it by now more than once. Uh, the crew we played with three people it didn't convince me that it belongs to the list. It's a good game but not that good maybe. It also felt very easy. Too easy basically but I don't really know maybe the last missions I mean they should be the last missions should be more difficult than the ones in the beginning. Uh, Forum Trajanum will probably be on this list if I get it to the table will meaning that next time I do it it will be on the list. I've played it in Yukata now one more time mm, but this is a game that it really needs the table and preferably three people because three people is good because then you're interacting with all the other players. I mean there will be interaction between the all the three players and it's much better on the table because in Yukata at least you couldn't really look at other sports and see what is going on and it was really difficult in my opinion to keep track of the game even if I win it I mean won it it still doesn't mean that it was easy to play there then pipeline I have to play again it's a good game but uh, it seems difficult to get to the table. If I don't get it to the table, I will sell it, because why would it stay on the shelf? It's been there for a long time. I want to try it with two players. If it's a good two-player game, then it will definitely be on the list. It's a good game, but let's see. It might go into circulation and not stay on the shelf. If it doesn't fill some kind of a place on the shelf that is available... Uh, Vinyas, I have the old version. I've only played it two-player. Um, I was planning to put it to the list, but I think I need to play this four-player before I put it to the list. It would be probably would be in top top sixty at least. Yeah, looking at the list, it would be somewhere. Maybe not. Maybe maybe it would be about sixty-five or so. But I thought that one one time two player game is not enough to put it to the list. And this is one of the games that I really, really, really want to play it with four people. When it's possible. And when it's allowed to meet people. So anyway... This was the introduction episode to the list. Next episode will be the games between 90 to 82. And as I said earlier, these are the games that I just moved from the list to give space to the newer ones on the list. So they were moved from somewhere and then the list spots 81 to 73 will basically be the ones that replaced them. That might have not got to the list otherwise. But yeah... That's it. I hope you enjoy the list. This was probably, like I said earlier, this might have been boring to you if you are not interested in the statistics or if you're not interested in the list. And so on. 
and what happened to the list. But actually, <laughs> I didn't tell you how I made the list. So maybe <laughs> if you're not bored, too bored already, by the way, you can probably tell that I'm not scripting this. <laughs> Just talking. I have a few words that I follow and that's it. Um, in the games in the list, uh, I chose games. First of all, I own them. Second of all, I've played them enough so that I know that I like them enough. And the game can't be in the very top of the list unless I've either played it twice or that the game has lasted a long time. Meaning that if it's a... <laughs> with a one, one play of one hour, there's no way a game can be in the top of the list. With one play of two, three hours, maybe it can be high on the list. With a one play of four or so hours, depending how much content there is in the game, it can be wherever in the list. It's all about this, uh, how much content the game gives and how many times I've played. I don't care if I played it once or if I played it six times, depends on how much content that one play or six plays gives me because it doesn't really matter it matters how long I've spent with the game in my opinion also I didn't rank these games according to how I rate them in board game geek because board game geek rating means that would I play it immediately there are games not on the list that I would play immediately depending on the person who asks and there are games on the list that I wouldn't play unless it would be a proper timing and place and people to play with. So that is invalid evaluation for my list. I evaluated from many different aspects that can I play it at home? Do I like it with certain people? Do I like it with everyone? Do I like it solo? Do I play it with the family? Do I play it with some specific people? or? I mean, I used many different ways to rank the games. I did the ranking first time last autumn using the PubMeeble, but I noticed that the PubMeeble finished ranking has many errors. By that I mean that because you have just one choice, and when you do that choice, it's done. And I thought that it's not very representative that way, that it's too in a way lazy way to do it and easy way to do it so I used my cardboard again I have these cardboards color coded according to the weight of the game and style of the game like I have two player games on blue and cooperative on purple and card games and dice game on orange and heavy games on red and so on and so forth and I just sorted, sorted them within their group and then sorted them against each other and then I was able to even adjust with them. I looked at them. I mean, I really spent hours doing this, days even, but not, of course, I didn't sit for... If I say that I spent one week, it doesn't mean that I, I sat 100 hours in a row, but it took a long time and I did it twice, so I'm pretty certain that this is very representative list of my taste and always remember this is not an objective list this is completely subjective to me and my tastes and my situation of gaming and everything if you consider this top list as objective lists then uh, maybe you 
shouldn't really consider them like that. They are the best way to figure out someone's taste. And like I said in the beginning, I wanted to compare my taste to the other media people that I follow and have followed and listened and everything. So maybe you can do the same. So let's see. Comment and make a discussion. I will post this episode episodes as pictures to Instagram at some point. Not immediately so you have time to listen. But maybe within a week from the episode. Um, I try to put this out so that you don't have to wait for a long time for the next one. I will record a few more before I release this. And maybe... Within a month, you will have all 10 episodes. That's the aim. If everything goes well and I'm able to record and edit and I don't make mistakes and everything works as they are supposed to, this will come out within two weeks. Today is 7th of July, so 7-7-2020. It's a good day to record and here we go. You can find me from SoundCloud under username Mitapelataan. Also in Twitter and Instagram I'm with the username Mitapelataan. Facebook I have a page Mitapelata. Then from all the podcast catchers and what have you, Spotify, iTunes, apps everywhere, the RSS feed should be there so you should be able to subscribe. Please do subscribe so I know how many have subscribed because there's now 11 people but I'm getting hundreds of listens so that probably is correct or not correct or something is wrong with the SoundCloud stats. Uh, Also give a review. I don't have yet any. (laughs) Let's see if I get some. Be honest in the review. Don't give five stars. Give what you think is correct. So people know if they should listen or not. Comment anywhere where you want. You can contact me by email. Mitapelatan at gmail.com And I have some written reviews nowadays also. They are in the in my blog. Mitapelatan.wordpress.com And you can find most of the <laughs> proper links for this show from Linktree. Under Mita Pelataan. Thank you for listening and hope you tune into the next episode as well. And we'll get to the actual games and their rankings and why they are there. You can agree or disagree with me. Bye bye. for the music to bring water. And to the people I mentioned earlier for sending their lists. Much appreciated.